0: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. This is the Sermon uh, on the Mountain. This is considered as the constitution of Christianity. And when we read and listen to that, you will wonder and say, that God wants us to be completely different from the world. Be something else, not like any other human in this world. Because what He is asking us to do, it's really, really amazing. It's not easy to do. So if He said, as He said, love your enemies, love my enemies, it's impossible. If you think about it, even those we, we know and uh, we, they love us, it's hard for us to love them back. What about those who are our enemies and who is doing something against us clearly? How we can love them? You cannot. Actually, you cannot love your enemy by any means. Unless... God himself, through the Holy Spirit, dwells in you and makes you love people, otherwise you can't. He will fulfill his commandments in you, by himself, through you. So the people will see Christ in you, the one who loves even his enemies and he did that clearly on the cross, he prayed even for those who crucified him. So when he said love your enemy he did it first and then he said imitate me, love your enemy and not only that love it's a feelings or a thought. I'm thinking that I love you but he said no I want not only feelings or thought, but also act because of that he said do good do good so it's an act to those who hate you God they hate me how can I do good to them through me I can do that in you and also with your mouth Bless those who curse you, so with words, thoughts, uh, or feelings, and also with, with acts. So when our Lord Jesus Christ asking us to do that, I told you that it's, uh, it never happened. I was in, in one of the Asian countries. And the police came to investigate with me. I don't know why. They thought that I'm gonna to bomb the country or so. So, and it was after, immediately after what happened in uh, Tanta and Alexandria. So I I went there and three high officers, high rank officers came to talk to me. And he said to me, uh, Father, what are you gonna do in our country against those who bombed you in Egypt uh, as an act of hatred. I said, hatred? We, we don't have this word in our dictionary. We don't have it. We have love. Our, our Bible asking us to love people, even love our enemies. And we don't consider them even our enemies. The only enemy we have is the devil. And they are weak people. They follow the devil. But we don't condemn them. We don't judge them. We judge the act itself. So we don't don't hate anybody, but we love everyone. And even we love them. Because our master told us to, love our enemies. The guy said, nobody can love his enemy. You're saying nonsense. I said, yes, you're right. No one, not Christian, can love his enemy. But only Christians can love their enemies because the Holy Spirit can do that in them or through them. Also, Jesus said, as just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. We do it on uh, on the other way. He said, he did that to me, so I will do that to him. Jesus said, don't think like that, vice versa. You have to think whatever you want people to do to you, do it first to them. What you want people to do to you? Love you? So you have to love them first. You want them to forgive you? Forgive them first. You want them to respect you? Respect them first. They want you not to lie to you? Don't lie to them. You want them to be honest with you? Be honest with them. So you don't want them to judge you? Don't judge them. It's very simple. It's our constitution here telling us whatever you want people to do to you, you also do to them likewise. And he clarified that if you, if you love those who love you, what credit to you you will get? Nothing. So we have to come over that. The whole world doing that. If, if somebody loves me, I love him. But with Christianity, more than that I will do. Uh, more than any other people doing in this world. I will love even my enemy. And he said, be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Be ma- merciful. We are always saying, I want you to count how many times we say, even in the liturgy, Lord have mercy. We ask for mercy but do we have any mercy toward others? We have to feel the same. We are asking for mercy from the first merciful one. We have to be merciful to others also. And judge not, and you shall not be judged. Whatever you do, it will happen to you. From people and from God also. So if you you don't judge anybody, God will not judge you. There were uh, a monk, he wasn't uh, very good in monasticism. And when he came to die, they found him that his face was, was very, very uh, painful and fear something. Then after a while, he smiled and be relaxed and he came out of his coma. So the monks asked him, and you know that when one of the monks close to, uh, to depart, all the monks surrounded him. So they, they said, Father, we felt you that uh, you were in pain or fear, then you, you became, uh, your face became very peaceful, and what happened? He said, because now uh, I, I found myself very close to the throne of God, and I found the devils are coming to take me, and they said, you weren't, you wasn't good at all. So I looked to the Lord Jesus Christ, I said, Lord, you said judge and uh, you, will not, uh, you shall not be judged and I never judge anybody in my, in my life. He said to him, and I can't judge you, my son, come to me. So if you don't judge anybody, it's just only one virtue, one virtue can take you to heaven. But of course, it's not an easy virtue. You have to, to do your best to reach that level of uh, uh, not judge anyone. There were two doctors in one city, a uh, little city. So two doctors, one young, young man, a new doctor and the other one is uh, the rich, uh, good old doctor. So a man was standing in the church And he saw that the the old doctor came neat, nice, to the church, early, standing, praying, praising the Lord. He said, wow, he's a very good man. After a while, uh, toward the end of the liturgy, the other doctor came, he didn't shave well, he, his, his, his clothes not, uh, not very well, and he came just running, running to the church and stood there among the congregation. So the guy said in himself, look at that. The old doctor and the, the old man came and stood in the church early. And this young man, he came late in the, in the liturgy, look at him. So the angel came, appeared to him and said, why are you judging? You don't know anything. Do you know the poor widow lady that's living at the end of the street? He he said, yes. He said, her son went very early to the old, nice, neat doctor. And he said to him, please come help my mom. She's dying. And the doctor thought, he said, what I will get from that poor guy, nothing. So he said, I'm so sorry, I don't have time. You can go to the other doctor, he will help you. So the little boy went to the other one and he begged him to say to help his his mom. He was preparing to come to the church but he left everything and he ran to her and took her to the hospital and he stayed with her and helped her a lot until he get satisfied with what he did. He took her back to home and he came to the church late asking the Lord the forgiveness that he came late and said, I'm sorry, Lord, that I came late, but you know what I've done. I said to him, in your mind, which, is, which one is better? Which one is better? we always judge people according to what we see but we don't know anything about their inner what is going around them how they raised up the, how they how the devils are the uh, yeah against them fighting with them we don't know anything and i think you, you know that uh, you know that story that when i was in solitude for five years, then they told me that there is one of the metropolitan was very sick and he was going to die. And they said, Father, can you go and uh, help him in his last uh, few months? I said, okay, and I went. I stayed with him. He was in Lower Egypt. I stayed with him for two years. Actually, he didn't die. He became very healthy. And uh, after two years, I said, it's enough. He became healthy. And I left back to my monastery. While I was with him, I had to go to many churches. And in one of the churches, the servant girls came to me and said, Abuna, there is a very... Bad, evil girl in the church, and you have to kick her out of the church now. I said, No, I don't. I didn't come from the desert to kick anybody out of the church. They said, No, you have to. It's an order from the bishop, and you have to to do it. I said, No, I cannot kick anyone out of the church. They said, Look, Abuna, if you don't kick her out of the church, she will pick a guy from the church and she will go and commit adultery with him. And God will ask you about his soul, the guy's soul. So you have to do something before the people comes to the church, it's still early and there is nobody in the church. So if I leave her, she will take her, with her somebody. And if I kick her, I'll be upset the rest of my life. So I wasn't really in a very bad situation. So I kept going in the church around around um, with the shoria. in the beginning and there was a censor in the beginning and we weren't still in the raising of incense. Asking the Lord to help me and to stop that and to help me to, to find a way. Ask, I asked him to take me. I said instead of uh, kicking anybody the chair, out of the church, please take me. He didn't take me. I said, okay, send any abuna, any other abuna. He didn't send. So I was praying and praying and praying until I reached her. And she was very obvious because she forgot to wear most of her clothes. So uh, when I saw her, I said to her, would you like to have a communion with us? She said, communion? Communion? I said, yeah. She said, who is the idiot who can give me a communion? I said, actually, there is no idiot in this church except me. She said, are you new here or what? I said, yeah, yeah, because of that, you don't understand. They don't give me a communion. They kick me out of the church. I said, yeah, they told me, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I prefer to give you a communion. Said, look, you look nice, Awuna. If you don't give me a communion, they will kick you out of the church. I said, "Uh, if you give me a communion, they will kick you out. I said, don't worry. If they kick me out of the church, I will go to my monastery back and I will pray for you the rest of my life. She said, why you disgrace yourself for my sake? I said, I am? No, I did. I did nothing. Jesus Christ, he is the one who is uh, disgraced himself for your sake. He is the one that they spit on him for your sake. They crowned him for your sake. They scourge him for your sake they crowned. They crucified him for your sake. While I'm saying that, the girl kept saying, stop, stop, please, don't continue, stop, stop. I will leave, I will leave. I said to her, when I found that God's grace is working in her heart, I said, no, please, my daughter, stay, stay and take the communion, please, she said, your daughter, do you accept me as your daughter? After what you heard about me? I said, actually, you are not my daughter, you are my mistress. I have to bow down and wash your feet here in the church. She said, Father, please don't say these words. It hurts. It hurts a lot. I said, okay, are you going to take the communion with us? She said, look, I will tell you the truth. If I take the communion, it will be just to tease those who are inside. I said, okay, tease them, no problem. (laughs) So she went into the room of the communion with the ladies. All the ladies and girls took aside because she's an evil girl. They cannot even touch her. And in the middle of the liturgy, uh, during the uh, readings, the church became full. And if you understand full in Egypt, not like here. No, full means 1,000 people inside the church and everyone on top of each other. So it's full. So the girl uh, called me and said, are you the worst priest I ever met in my life? are you waiting for the church to be full and kick me in front of everyone in the city? I said, uh, I am the worst priest. Yeah, but to kick you, no, because I I told you I cannot kick you out of the church at all. She said, I don't believe you that you are going to give me a communion. I said, why? No, I will give you a communion. She said, are you going to give me a communion while I'm like that? I said, what like that? She said, I am I'm uh, not dressed well at all. I'm almost naked. I said, "Okay, cover your head with a scarf." She said, "What about my chest?" I said, "Another scarf." What about my back? Third scarf. Said, what about my arms and my legs? I said, "Surrounded with scarves as much as you can." That's it. She said, "What I will look like?" I said, "Like a mummy." But what can we do? We want me to get you my my robe from the car. I have, I have one. She said, black? I said, yeah. She said, no, I don't wear black. I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any other color. Uh, is your house uh, close to the church? She said, yeah, just a few blocks from here. I said, go wear something else and come back. I will wait for you. Please come back. She said, I will come. And she came. And at the end of the cha- of the of the liturgy, at the time of the communion, she came on the line, and every time she come closer, she come out of the line and goes to the end. She did that many times until there were nobody in the room except her. And the deacon beside me, the one who hates me and hates her too, because I let her take the communion, he yelled at her and said, "Are you gonna take a communion or what?" She came running opened her mouth, then she went back with her head and said, I'm sorry, father, I can't take a communion. I said, why? She said, because I am an evil girl. I'm the worst girl in this city. They have the right to hate, to hate me. They have the right to uh, uh, reject me. I said, trust me, my daughter, this body is for the sinners, for the evil ones. For the wicked, not for the righteous. The body and blood of Jesus Christ, just for those who are sinners like me and you. If you feel that you are a sinner, we are the same. We are the same. There is no difference. Just take Jesus Christ into your your, your uh, into your body, and what will happen? He will teach you what to do, what to say, what to what to wear, even everything. He will will teach you everything. Just let him in. She said in tears, can I sit with you after the liturgy? I was so happy to hear that because I wanted her to confess. And actually, after the liturgy, she sat in front of the altar and confessed. Trust me, I never seen confession like her, uh, confession before, and never anybody I met repented like her. She was really in tears, telling everything, and she was so sorry for everything she did. I said to her at the end, you are pure more than me and you are very, very clean than anybody. You are like a baby just came out of the baptism now. But I will tell you, Jesus accepting you, accepted you completely. He forgave your sins completely. You are very clean, completely. but the problem is the people will not accept you and will not forgive you. So all what you do, you come and attend my the liturgy when I pray. Uh, and I I helped her a lot in, in her in her life. And she kept coming to the church at the end of the church, just thanking God with a lot of tears until the people touched in their hearts and came to me and apologised that they judged her all that time. They believed that she will come back to her sins. We judge people and we don't know anything about them. You can't judge anybody, even in your mind. How you can do that? How you can stop judging others? First of all, be away completely from proudness. Don't be pride. Pride, sin of pride, makes me judge others. So I have to be humble. As much as I am humble, as much as I will not judge others. Also, look at yourself. Don't look to others. Why you are looking to the other people's sins? Look at your sins. You have already many. So focus on your heart and say, Lord, I already already have a lot of sins. Forgive me. And the Lord will forgive you. Another thing and most important thing, you pray. Ask the Lord to give you strength not to judge others because this is one of the... They said it's uh, one of the main sins that we we do it and we don't even think it's a big big deal. It's just, uh, I judge others. No, it's a very, very big sin. And this is a mother of many other sins. So you have to be careful when you think about others. And uh, always it comes with be merciful. If you have mercy in your heart, You will not judge anyone. You will have mercy on them. You will feel so sorry for everyone, even if you see them sinning in front of you. You don't know what's going on with them. Just pray for them and give them any excuse that will help you not to judge others. May the Lord God give us this heart, clean heart, pure heart, not to judge anyone except ourselves. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. We want to thank you so much for listening to St. Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers, and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. St. Basil American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home, and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net, that's www.stbasil.net, or click on the link below and it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart and home.